You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Want to go, pretty boy? Two minutes by yourself, and you feel shame, you know, and then you get free. The only thing better than a glass of beer is tea with Miss McGill. And welcome to the 4th Line Voice Podcast. My name is Darren. Thank you very much for tuning in. Episode 247 of the big show, some enforcer-based podcasting coming at you, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. How's everybody doing out there? Hump day Wednesday, folks. Almost there. The weekend's around the corner. Thank you very much for tuning in. Got a special guest today, Patty Whack. We're getting Irish around here, folks. Yes, Keegan McGraw from Ice Wars. And Ice Wars 2. Um... Yeah, unfortunately, I was gonna say both times I was in I, I was in Edmonton for Ice Wars. Um, I never had a chance to to talk to Keegan. The first time I didn't see him at the first one, um, out and about, and at the second one, unfortunately, he got injured and you know, obviously immediately went to the hospital after the event. And uh, I, shit, I think he said he was there for six hours or something. So uh, unfortunately, never got to see him at the second one either. So, um, but I had fun talking to him for, not only in this interview, but. Uh, kind of actually, but before we even started recording and after we recorded, uh, actually ended up talking to him for quite a long time, just about different things and, uh, and, and what he's doing going forward and that type of thing. So, um, it was fun. It was fun, uh, getting to know him. Um, yeah. And I think you guys will dig it. It's an interesting interview. Uh, really interesting story because he was a goaltender and, uh, yeah. So you'll hear about that transformation from goalie to playing out and uh, a couple of wild junior brawls and uh, and what led him to Ice Wars. So, um, yeah, that was fun. So, um, but uh, before we get into that, actually, I hope, as I said, this is episode 247. I hope you go, uh, if there's new listeners, Keegan's got, I'm sure, got family and friends listening to this. Welcome. Thank you. And uh, I hope you check out the back catalog. Um, I've had a number of the Ice Wars competitors on my show. As well as oh, just John Morasti, Steve McIntyre, Brad Wingfeld, Dean Mayrad, Joey Tedarenko, Clark Wilm, on and on. Um, so, like I said, I encourage anybody if you're new to check out the back catalog. Uh, do two shows a week, Wednesdays and Sundays. Normally, I kind of do an interview show, and then the other episode is I don't know what it's been referred to as shit show Sunday. It's uh, it, uh, sort of when I howl at the moon and and yell about all things hockey and talk about old stuff and bitch about the new stuff and basically just be the bitter old man. Um, no, I mean, we, we do different lists and uh, we kind of have fun with the Sunday show and, and, and that type of thing. I know this Sunday, of course, with the NHL back in the swing of things and, uh, and well, and a bunch of the, the LNH and, and a few of the pro leagues. And, of course, the uh, preseason games have been going on. There's been a few fights and... Like I said, the few young guys, young guys trying to make a name and a couple guys were fighting that probably shouldn't be fighting because they don't really know what they're doing. And, uh, I'm going to talk about all of that on Sunday, but, uh, also I, I noticed, uh, uh, they, Alex Gallant is 
playing for the Calgary Flames tonight. Well, be tomorrow when you listen to this, but um, against Seattle. So that was cool to see that uh, Alex got in the lineup for the Flames. Hopefully he can get into something. Um, but yeah, other than that, um, as I said, I guess I got to do that. I, as I said, I'm a member of the Hockey Podcast Network. There's over 50 shows in the network. All the NHL teams have uh, their podcasts. So whatever team you're a fan of, there is probably a show for you. And then, of course, uh, my off-network friend, well, I'll get into him and I'll get into that mud show in a second. But speaking of mud shows, of course, we've got Alec Olin Slayton there at the Five for Fighting podcast. Um, just itching for something new to come out. Um, but he's, he has work commitments and he's out, he's out on that highway, folks, pounding the pavement. And, uh, so he's been, uh, here, there and everywhere this, this summer with all the things going on with the move and everything else. So, um, the, the, uh, episodes have been infrequent. I know, um, not on purpose, but it just seems to be life is working out that way. I know Alec, uh, wants to get to a, uh, a regular, uh, release time. So, uh, in the meantime, bear with him, but I will say, as much as I bug him and everything else, he does have a tremendous back catalog. Frank Bialois, Mike Segroy, Rob Ray, on and on. Um, also, if you're, if you are on YouTube, I always say that if you're on YouTube, everyone's on YouTube. When you're on YouTube, how about that? When you're on YouTube, go to the Five for Fighting YouTube channel. Um, he has n- numerous fights, pretty much all the fights from last year from the East Coast Hockey League up. Um, as well as a few uh, specialty videos that he's made. Um, I can't recommend it enough. Hit the subscribe button. We're trying to get Alec to a 1,000 subscribers, so if you could do that, it would be greatly appreciated. While you're on YouTube, bounce on over to the 4th Line Voice YouTube channel. I have over 2,500 fight videos on there. All the leagues, whatever league you're looking for, just type it into the little search engine there. Everything's sorted, so NHL, WHL, East Coast Hockey League, AHL, Boom, 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 up they'll come. There you go. 2,500 video. It'll keep you busy for a while. So, and if you could hit the subscribe button as well, I would appreciate it. But, uh, yeah, other than that, um, well, get rid of Lucido. Yeah, he's back, folks. Yeah, uh, uh, you know, retirement didn't last long. Apparently retirement didn't agree with him. But uh, Joel, Joel Lazito back at it. But a little change, a little change of pace. He's throwing a curveball in here. Um, of course, Joe was, uh, initially was doing the Coliseum Chronicles podcast. It was a New York Islanders podcast. Um, he, he has put that on the back burner, kind of retired it. Um, and he is starting a new podcast. It is the Nordiques Knuckles podcast, and it is obviously going to be about the Quebec Nordiques. So he is going to have Nordique players on, and I know he's got a few guys lined up. Hopefully they can show up for him because, um, you know, that's always a battle when it's an interview podcast to get guests. Um, but I'm really looking forward to, uh, to Joe's interviews. He always does a great job, really thorough. Um, I lo- I like the Islanders podcast. Uh, I listened to all the episodes and I'm really looking forward to the Quebec one here. And, um, I know a couple of the guests that he's going to have early on here. Um, I'm looking forward to listening to, I know, uh, they they may have done other shows, but I can guarantee none of those interviews will be as any a fraction as in depth as Lazito's will be. So if you want to know about us about a cat, you listen to a Joe Lazito interview. Yeah, you'll you'll know that guy inside and out by the time it's done. So um, I'm I'm just happy Joe's back podcasting, um, and uh, I and I'm really looking forward to it. Um, actually, I was talking to Joe. I'm gonna uh, I'll have to get him on the show here. Maybe we'll get him up. Maybe I'll I'll try to wrangle him up. Maybe I'll bring him on on this Sunday, and uh, we can talk about this uh, Nord this Nordiques podcast and see what it's all about and get the skinny on it. But I know he uh, he just released uh, episode one, um, basically just saying what's going on and all that stuff. So, but yes, the Nordiques Knuckles podcast with Joe Lazito. So we'll see going forward what happens with that. But uh, I will keep you informed. But uh, Anyway, guys, other than that, um, yeah, I will actually, I will save my ranting and raving about preseason hockey, um, for Sunday's episode. Uh, although now that I've said it, I might have Lazito on the show for Sunday. So, 
I don't know. Well, then him and I will both rant and rave about, <laughs> about preseason hockey. <laughs> We're both old bitter bastards, so uh, what better guest to get on to rant and rave with? Um, but uh, other than that, guys, um, if you happen to be on social media, I don't know why you would do that to yourself, but if you are... Um, and you're on Twitter, Fourth Line Voice on Twitter, as well as Fourth Line Voice on Facebook, and uh, give the give the accounts a follow. And I'm always uh, I'm always putting up videos or pictures or you know whatever, yapping back and you know yammering on about something. Give me a follow and uh, and uh, that'd be cool. But uh, other than that, guys, I'm gonna shut up. Let's just get into no no one tuned in to listen to me. You tuned in to hear Keegan, so let's let's do that. So. Um, here's my interview with Keegan McGraw, great guest, I really enjoyed talking to him, and uh, I hope you guys enjoy this. Um, oh, I was going to say, but here I am about to throw it and then I'm going to stop. Um, well, what I was saying, I encourage you to go back and check out the back catalog. Of course, this past episode last Sunday, um, <laughs> I got a lot of, I got some feedback on that episode. Uh, yeah, apparently uh, the, the Manson, the myth versus reality Dave Manson uh, touched a nerve or two with a few people, but, uh, it was a fun episode and, uh, I, 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 I definitely stand by what I said. Obviously I'm not just, I didn't, uh, you know, I'm not just doing hot takes to get or trolling people or anything like that. Um, I, I will once again reiterate that I am a Dave Manson fan. I've always been a Dave Manson fan. Um, so no, it was not done out of a, you know, um, so often it's been interesting. I've done a few myth versus realities, and I talk about I've done I don't know Manson. Who else have I done? Manson, Basil McRae, Crowder, Robinson, and Orr. I've done a bunch of them, and I always sort of get accused of, "Oh, you're just a hater." I'm like, I don't hate any of these guys. I don't hate. How did I hate Dave Manson? I'm like, no, I don't. I like Dave Manson. Um, I'm just simply, like I said, myth versus reality, and uh, yeah, I'm just. I'm just putting the truth out there and uh, doing research and then I, I bring my findings to the listeners and then it's up to you guys to decide what you think. But, uh, oh, I think I made a pretty good argument. But uh, anyway, I would encourage people to go back and check out that episode. And uh, and it's also got a really interesting, um, uh, like I said, Chris was putting it out in the Facebook groups, um, where do you rank so-and-so? And then I go Brashear, Domi, and McSorley. I go through a couple of the guys. But, yeah, I don't know. It was just uh, I, I was just a fun little uh, fun episode. And uh, it's actually gotten a fair amount of feedback, which I'm always going to say it surprised me. But normally the feedback, a lot of the feedback I usually get comes from interviews, obviously. Um, but uh, not so much solo episodes. But depending on the topic, but yes, like I said, the Manson was sort of a pol- he's sort of a polarizing figure. So, um, on the with fight fans on the old fight fans from message board days, he's a polarizing figure. Uh, he probably shouldn't be, but he got turned into one. But uh, yeah, anyway, check that episode out. It was it was uh, it was a lot of fun. But uh, anyway, okay, Darren, shut up here. All right, folks, here's my interview with Keegan McGraw. Hope you enjoy it, and uh, yeah, talk to you cats on Sunday. Thanks, everybody. All right, here on the fourth line voice, we have a special guest today, Ice Wars competitor, Ice Wars one and two competitor, Keegan McGraw, Patty Whack himself. Keegan, how's it going today? Hey, Darren, how we doing, buddy? Doing good. Thanks for having me on, man. It's a pleasure. Oh, no, oh, absolutely. Thanks, thanks for coming on. It's, it's so nice. We're going to do it twice here. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, man. Um, well, first of all, of course, everybody that watched Ice Wars too, uh, we saw your the unfortunate injury there. Um, how, how's the shoulder doing? The shoulder's doing good. Just got uh, four to six weeks of physical therapy, cortisone shot, but uh, every day it's feeling better. Every therapy session, more is coming back. And uh, really looking forward to getting cleared by the doctor and getting getting back to business. Excellent, excellent. Um, well, like I said, we've uh, I've had all the guys on the show before, and, and kind of like. What I like to do is obviously timeline a guy's career and like where you you know where 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 it all started. So we, we'll we'll do that. Uh, where were you born and raised, and where did you play your minor hockey? Yeah, so born and raised in uh, Pontiac, Michigan. Played uh, my uh, youth hockey in uh, Detroit in the Metro Detroit area. 
shortly before high school, I switched to net, started playing goal, and uh, played uh, four years of uh, high school hockey out of uh, Waterford Kettering there. And, uh, yeah, after that, after senior year, I uh, moved to Bay City, Michigan, and signed with the Tri-City Ice Hawks. And, yeah, that was the beginning of juniors and kind of where, you know, I really uh, started seeing, you know, scrapping on the ice and, and fighting on the ice, you know, when it, when all that type of stuff started. Uh, and and off the ice a little bit, too. Uh, my first my first road trip with, uh, with the Ice Hawks, we went to St. Louis and uh, – it was uh, it was the beginning of the season. It was our first roadie, so you know he's picking which goalie he's riding and stuff. So the routine would be you know a three game weekend. You got goalie starting one, goalie starting the other. You know you're bound to be scratched the game and then be backing up on the bench one of the games. So I started the first game, and then I was scratched the second game. And uh, so I'm in my jumpsuit by the glass, and we're standing by what happened, what ended up being the the home team, the St. Louis team's uh, locker room. And another fella who is uh, in, he's in his jumpsuit with me too. He got suspended the uh, the weekend before, and he was one of the enforcers on the team. We called him Killer Clark. This kid was a savage. But uh, there was a dirty hit from behind at the end of the game, and uh, he wanted to have a word, you know, just to tell him, you know, that he'd see him tomorrow because the suspension was up, whatever, you know. And as soon as he gets off the ice, and we're right by their locker room. Um, he tells Buddy, you know, I'll see you tomorrow. And Buddy, you know, right away is like, well, what do you got to do about it now? And, uh, you know, right away I'm like, fuck, here we go. We're suspended for sure. You know, he grabs him. He fucking pops his bucket off, and they just start fucking throwing right away. And basically now they got 12 players off the ice at the end of the game. It's just me and my buddy in our jumpsuits and, like, 15, 15 of their boys in full equipment, and we're all just fucking slogging it out. And I ended up getting tied up first with this lad. He's a pretty good hockey player, too, one of the defensemen. Had fucking, and he played with him in, had loads of eyebrow piercings. And I remember that particular guy just hammering his fucking eyebrow piercings. And it's <laughs> but uh, a lad, too, in that brawl, I, I ended up going down with, like, three guys on top of me. And one of the fellas booted me. They got it on camera when the, the judge, like, reviewed it for suspensions and shit. This guy was, like, stomping me with his skates on. So Buddy got suspended he got like uh kicked out of usa hockey forever the judge the judge made so yeah it was pretty wild and my of course my my folks too came from pontiac michigan to uh for my first you know junior road trip and my ma tough romanian guy was the biggest sweetheart but i always joke with my dad that's where i get my toughness she's over there leading the way my dad's behind her because we're at this point we're fighting security guards staff members like it, it turned into a whole Bullshit show. My buddy McShane's trying to hop over the glass, you know, the whole nine yards. But it was pretty much just me and my buddy Clark versus like 15 of these guys, security guys, the whole. Yeah, it was a fucking good old shit show. But anyway, after uh, Tri City, I uh, the following year, junior, I went up, moved up to Sault Ste. Marie with uh, a buddy of mine from uh, down here. We both headed up there. And, uh, the Sioux, we had a good, good, tough team, man. And that's really where, like, there was, we, you know, we had a, a couple guys who could go on my first team and stuff, and I got into a bit of mischief. But the year in the Sioux was, uh, we had a team full of fucking killers, good, a bunch of good, tough native lads, like, guys that were really, you know, throwing every game, guys knocking people out every game, you know, real, real crazy stuff. And, uh, that year, actually, we got into, uh, there was a big, I know we were talking about, you know, mischief at the bar and stuff earlier, yeah. and uh, got, got talking about, uh, there's this little club in the Sioux, and me and a couple of uh, enforcers on the team, three of the toughest guys on the team, and then my buddy, and we're going to this little club, and we're already a few few drinks in feeling pretty good and there's some scuffle at the at the front entrance with the bouncer and ends up becoming something and we end up in this brawl out front and there's a biker that jumps in that we're fighting we're fighting all the guards there and shit this whole thing and then we get to practice the next morning we end up getting like banned from the club or whatever and the coach has the tape and he's just waiting there for us to play and we had to write a fucking letter to the fucking club over all that shit but uh yeah, just silly, silly junior tales. But uh, after that year, I got drafted up uh, in the GMHL up in Canada. And uh, 
went to uh, South, got drafted by South Muskoka Shield, and then from there I got traded to the Knights of Meaford over there by Owen Sound, and uh, a few. I was there for like three or four months, maybe maybe three months, and uh, some greasy shit ended up happening with the GM or whatever. Some money shit. He ended up getting locked up for a little bit or whatever, and I fucking ended up just getting out of Dodge. I just got out of there before shit got even greasier, and I ended up on a team in my the last team I played for in junior, uh, the Alpena Street Cats in Alpena, Michigan. And uh, this team was in the same league that uh, the MWJHL, the league that I played uh, when I was playing for the Sioux. And uh, it was an all-Russian-owned team, Russian-coached, all-Russian players, a couple, couple Latvian lads, a couple lads from Belarus, but that type deal. That, that. And it, was, uh, it was different. It was pretty wild, but... Uh, yeah, the, actually, the end to my junior career, our last game, we were playing the team that I used to play with in the Sioux, and we're playing in the old Chimukwa Arena, the old barn. Uh, my, uh, yeah, my, we actually had the old Sioux Indians locker room. We made it into our, uh, our locker room, and I sat at, because uh, Ryan Miller played net there for the Sioux Indians when the Indians played out of there. And I, I sat at his old stall. I used to, it, it was a nice room. It was a nice setup there. But anyway, we're playing against them. And this is my last junior game. And we, we go into a, a shootout against them. It's like 13 rounds. And, you know, it was a hell of a game. And we end up losing to my old team. And we get in the fucking hallway. And the coach makes us run a fucking gauntlet drill in the hallway after we just lost. And he makes the fucking goalie. He makes me go first after I just lost a shootout, 13-round shootout to my to my fucking old team, all my old buddies, you know, and so right away, you know, my head's fucking flustered. I'm like, what kind of weird Russian shit? Like, what, what the fuck is this? And so, right, you know, I'm steaming. So I just, I have my block on still. And the, the first lad that I had to go through was this big Latvian lad named George. He was a good guy too. I builded with him, lived with him for a while, but you know, it is what it is. And I fucking just nailed him before I even entered the gauntlet, just fucking threw my fucking left blocker at him cleaned his clock and there was a little bit of a fucking team brawl there in the, uh, in the locker room. And they brought me in like, you know, what are you doing? What are you doing? I'm like, oh, buddy, like the coach grabbed me. Like, you know, what's going on? Like, what do you mean? What kind of weird show are you running here? Fucking anyway, I fucking, that was, that was the end of the junior career. Uh, after, yeah, after that, I, uh, as far as goaltending, I, uh, after juniors, I ended up, uh, going to camp and signing with uh, Port here on their Niagara year out of the Fed. Uh, unfortunately, wasn't able to report for season. For season, uh, had some uh, personal things going on. wasn't able to uh, wasn't able to report for season. But uh, yeah, that was that was it for goaltending. So uh, well, I was after gonna, that, uh, I was going to say though, like when when you're growing up, I mean, obviously, are you like into like like boxing and like were you a physical kid like? you like the contact and everything growing up? Like you said, playing minor hockey, you, you were playing out. What what made you go into yep. that? Net just seems like a really odd choice for someone that kind of likes physical play. What what made you become a goalie? Yeah. At that time, you know, like in, in, when I was growing up too, I, I loved just hockey in general. So I studied all parts of it, including the goalies, you know, all that. And guys like, I don't know what fully pushed me to goaltending, but like Ronnie Hextall battling Billy Smith. And then, you know, while I was, you know, coming up, you know, guys like Ray Emery, I just, I, I love that. I, I don't know why. I, I think I just loved hockey so much that I wanted to, you know, do everything that it had involved. And at that point I was playing player and I was, a, you know, I was a kid and stuff and I was like, fuck it. I want to go in that. But I still had that, you know, that fiery side. So like, you know, goaltenders like that were the ones that I, you know, really looked up to. That that style of play was still very much. Yeah, like throughout your junior, like in the, in the games, did you ever have like the there's a line brawl going on and you take you skate out to center ice with the other goalie and go at it? Did you ever have any oh, goalie fights? Oh yeah, see a lot of and no, I never had any actual with another goalie. I fought players and stuff, and a lot of you know in some of the leagues, the first two years, I feel like too, if I were to fight a player like right in my crease. In my zone, there would be times where a player on my team would just serve the five and I could stay in that. Like if, I, if it wasn't a total delay game, like if I didn't leave, 
like whenever there was like an altercation, you know, if there were to be out of the zone, because I'd see, you know, when goalies would go at center ice that they'd get ejected, you know. But that that happened a few times. But no, coming back to uh, fighting, no, they're goalies. And I'd set it up too, you know, because it was that day and age on Facebook. Guys, you know, goalies would be like, yeah, you want to do, you know, center ice, second intermission? Like, yeah, buddy, for sure. And uh, the fellas would just uh, choke up every time. They didn't want too much to do with it. Uh, and I remember, too, when I was playing in Canada, there was this kid who was playing for the Quebec team, the, this goalie. And he had a few goalie fights on YouTube and stuff, and everybody's talking, like, oh, he's tough, Andy. And we were getting just fucking rammed by this team. I think I fucking got buried, like, eight. Like, it was, like, eight to zero at the second intermission or something like that. So we're skating off at the fucking end of the period, and I'm just begging this fucking kid to go me. Go me, go me. And he wasn't having anything to do with it. Yeah, And, yeah, like I said, tried to set shit up online on Facebook Messenger and shit with guys. I remember when I was playing for the Sioux, there was uh, this big 6'7", lanky fucker who was playing that for uh, the Holland team. And he was talking everything like he was going to do it as the last regular season game and uh, another no-show. But, uh, yeah, a lot of, a lot of scraps with opposing players. You know, I would fucking gladly always, you know, tip my head to a tough guy and fucking, you know, throw him with him once the play went down. Got a, a, a few too many tens to a lot of shit coaches didn't like. I like to, unfortunately, I was, uh, like to use my head a lot. I got quite a few, uh, injections for headbutting. A lot of stick work in front, you know, lads knew, you know, to be careful of the of the blue area. And especially as a goalie, I took pride in it, too, because, you know, like, you know, goalies, you know, a lot of guys are like, oh, goalie, you're fucking pussy. Oh, no, fuck you. You know, I'll fucking carve you and goalie if you fucking come by me. You know, we'll fucking let them know. At any point when you were playing junior, do you ever ask the coach, like, hey, play buddy tonight and I'm going to I'm gonna play out just to fight somebody? Do you ever ask him? Yeah. Yeah, and we tried. There was one time where they had quite a lineup, the other team, but the score sheet had already been done, and they already had me as backing up in that, so they weren't able to switch it over or whatever. But I used to bring that up a bit, but uh, I, I don't know. It just it never happened, and I always thought like it, it came close a few times, but there was just always some issue that it, it, we weren't allowed to do it. But uh, I definitely always had, obviously, I, I was definitely willing and, and always wanting, you know, that would be quite a quite a cool gig to be able to, you know, play net and then, like, the third game of the weekend or whatever, you know, go out and just fucking terrorize. Because I've, you know, always been a good skater with, you know, with regular skates on as well, you know. Yeah. Well, oh, and I forgot to ask you the follow-up, of course. Uh, when you were telling the story there when you were in, in Tri-Cities and your brawl on your first road trip, uh, what, what, what happened to you? How many games did you get suspended for? Oh, I ended up getting 17. Uh, and I think, I think if I remember correctly, I think Chris Osgood was like the final like judge of that league. Cause it was the old, I know that team, uh, that tri city team. I know they're in the mini, the uh, Minnesota junior league. Now I believe they just were, I'm pretty sure they're still in there. But, uh, at that time it was the GLJHL. So it was like, there was a, there was a motor city team. There were a couple of Detroit teams and uh, a couple of Wisconsin teams, but that whole little Midwest area, but yeah, I ended up getting 17 games for that. So that was a nice little uh, quarter out of my first season of junior. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, all the joys of junior. Um, oh yeah. Well, like you said, you, you you wrap up there, and you're you're done junior, and um, you know, and uh, at this point, you're kind of. Uh, I know you kind of got into uh, like boxing and like bare knuckle fighting and stuff. Is that correct? Yep. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, as I got into my mid twenties, well, early mid twenties, uh, wasn't playing net as much, you know, started skating back out and stuff again locally and, uh, really started getting into boxing, started boxing down in the city. And then, uh, about a year, year and a half, two years after, uh, the bare knuckle boxing became sanctioned in the States and became, you know, professional combat sport. I really started paying mind to it. And, uh, started to become something, you know, I, I wanted to pursue. Um, and uh, actually, before COVID there, I was supposed to be making my uh, debut over in uh, Manchester, over in England, but then COVID fucking started up and all that shit with traveling and everything obviously got stirred up. And then a few months down the road, and, you know, COVID's still going on pretty hard. I end up having to get uh, from, I was uh, sparring and I end up 
my shoulder was already a little bit fucked up and I knew I was going to need to get a surgery on it, but I kind of tweaked it extra good when I was sparring one time, went into the dock and, uh, you know, got the MRI done and everything, ended up having to get the surgery and, uh, yeah, just basically, you know, healed up from the surgery and then got back on the grind. And then, uh, last March I came in contact with some guys in, uh, BKFC and, uh, Ended up uh, heading down to New Orleans for uh, a camp they had going on and uh, linked up with uh, a bare-knuckle gym out of Tampa Bay down there, a guy named Mike Smith. Uh, um, He was down there, um, excuse me, Kevin Smith, and he was down there, signed with him. Uh, He's got a good bare-knuckle gym there, good management firm down there. And uh, I was supposed to go down there for a six-week bare-knuckle camp to uh before i made uh my bkfc uh debut there and uh but in that time uh ended up getting in contact with aj galante there and uh the ice horse thing became this possibility and you know i formed informed uh kevin smith on that uh down at the bare knuckle gym and he's uh he's a good canadian boy and he was you know full he you know he had played hockey when he was younger and stuff and uh he he loved it. You know, he's like, if anything, this is just going to, you know, help add to your name before making your bare knuckle debut. Like he loved the whole idea of it. He's been in full support of the ice wars. Uh, so yeah, just been putting the bare knuckle on hold and chasing this ice wars thing for a while now. And, uh, yeah, man, don't regret it, man. It's been, it's been a great ride. AJ has been fucking terrific. All the ice wars stuff has been unreal. It's, and it's that, you know, that type of event has always been like a dream. Like, you know, you watch the old one and, Finland and the one out uh, in Western Canada there and uh, that other one. And, uh, you know, you're like, God, fuck, they need to, you know, they need to do this shit. Like, this shit is, you know, this is always watching that, you know, I was like, fuck, if this something like this were to to come open, you know, I'm going to hop at the opportunity right away. And now, a message from our sponsors. The NFL action is in full swing here at the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If that's not enough, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings Stepped Up Same Game Parlays. Right now, for every leg you add, you could boost your winnings up to 100%. With payouts bigger than ever, why bet anywhere else? To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on Stepped Up Same Game Parlays once per game day, all season long. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code THPN to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Lately, with work being as busy as it's been, I've spent a lot of time catching up on my podcast, my Jim Cornette, my Five for Fighting podcast. And it's been great. You know why? one of the reasons why it's been great? Because I've been using my Raycon wireless earbuds to do it. Raycon's everyday earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever. With optimized gel tips for that perfect in-ear fit, these earbuds are so comfortable and they will not budge. Trust me. Raycon's give you an 8 hours of playtime as well as a 32-hour battery life. Raycon's are priced just right. You get quality audio at half the price of the other premium audio brands. It's no wonder Raycon's everyday earbuds have over 50,000 five-star reviews. Noise isolation, awareness mode. You know, I, I wear them at work when I'm kind of getting in and out of the truck. Also, when I'm in the shop, they're perfect. So go to Raycon.com slash THPN today and get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score 50% off. And now back to your regularly scheduled program. Yeah, so so you get a hold of AJ and uh, and, and then you get it confirmed that you're in. Um, how long did you know that you were in it till the event? Uh, I think for sure. I think I signed the contract maybe like about a maybe a month before. About a month before. Okay, so. Um, had you did you do any work on synthetic and all that stuff before you got there? Yeah, one of my sponsors that I had in the uh, in the first one, they had a little synthetic ice sheet out there, and uh, I only got on it two times before, and it was very different stuff than they had. Um, but uh, 
I, I definitely wish I would have got more. That's why for the second one, I ended up ordering a bunch of synthetic ice and you know, you really gotta, it, it's pretty, it, it's very important to get that for the training camps for, for the ice boards, especially, you know, these events that are on the synthetic ice, it just makes a lot more sense for my, for my training camp leading up to the second fight. I didn't throw a punch, you know, with my skates off, you know, everything I was doing, I wanted to do with my skates on. Yeah. The, um, well, like you said, well, we'll go through the different events here. So for the first one, um, you, uh, you fought just a smoke and, um, just going into the whole event, like just what was, uh, like you get to Edmonton and you, you know, you're doing the, like the night before you're doing, it's just almost like the, like the UFC, right? You're doing the interviews and the, the weigh-ins and all that stuff. What, just what was the, um, just what was the vibe like with everybody and, you know, and, and, uh, like, was there a lot of tension or was there a lot of, you know, were the guys getting along or were, you know, how, how did that all go? Yeah, everybody, everybody seemed to be getting on and, uh, you know, everybody for the most part, everybody, I mean, everybody's there to fight, but everybody's, you know, good guys, man. They're all good, good, tough fellas. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, always when you first get there, it's a little more tense until everybody, you know, loosens up or, you know, you get to know guys, you know, and all that. But, uh, yeah, as far as that with the boys and everything, but, uh, everything else knows from the first event onward, I, everything was very professional, you know, with everybody at the top, you know, taking care of you, all that stuff, the whole nine yards. Was, but right away, you know, I knew AJ was pushing everything in the right direction and that him and Charlie, you know, pushing everything in the right direction. And, you know, I have big, uh, I see a big future for him for sure. I think it's, it's the perfect time to, to do it again and get launched up, you know, with, uh, with social media, how it is and everything, I really think this is the time to, to push it. And definitely, I, I'm excited to see where it goes. Oh, I agree. I agree. Um, oh, I was going to ask, uh, were you, was there any, at, at any point where you talked about uh, going in the tournament in the first one? Or was it always just going to be a single fight? Yeah, when it first started, you know, because obviously I want... <clears throat> whatever's, you know, the most money you can make, you know, obviously I want that opportunity for sure. So I was pushing to that, but for the first one, you know, that heavyweight tournament, and of course there was no, cause, uh, cause hopefully they're doing that. I heard maybe the next event or maybe the one after I heard, you know, the super heavyweight tournament is, is on its way. But, uh, with that first heavyweight tournament, I definitely wanted to be in it, but the names, you know, they had a good, good list on there. So, when he came at me and was, you know, asking about, you know, a single fight, I was like, yeah, absolutely, man. I was, you know, whatever, whatever it is, you know, I'm down to do it. Well, and like you said, you, we, you fought justice in the first one. Um, now I know there's not a lot of video on him or anything like that out there. So what, uh, basically, uh, uh going into it, what, what was sort of your strategy going into the fight? Uh, so, and that's one thing with the after seeing how it was judged and stuff because I really you know I wish uh, I thought you know he could have got that extra round in and you know really figured I think me and Justice both wanted to keep banging there but you know I, I a few times I let it you know try to you know get him in and feel his energy you know and let him exchange you know throw his you know kind of strategic especially with that round format you know and it being you know a fight set up like that you know I wanted to let him you know throw out a little bit pick my shots and stuff. But uh, with the way the scoring was, uh, you know, it seems like they kind of give, you know, tilt up to whoever's, ex- you know, throwing the exchange, whether it's, you know, landing or not, wherever it's going. Uh, and I was, you know, more picking my shots, like letting him throw three or four, you know, heavies and, you know, dodging, getting out of the way and then coming up with, you know, one shot or two quick shot on on, on, uh, on the point there. And then, uh, you know, letting him throw, you know, three or four more. I wish I would have been, you know, let him throw a shot and you know like in the second one you know as soon as the shot was thrown i would just try to counter and stay up with the shots you know in the with the uh, exchanges you know if he threw one i wanted to make sure i threw one or two you know after that just to you know stay up on the shots yeah it's interesting i i think i'd like to get um i mean i've talked to them privately but i would like to get like mayrad and those guys like a judge on the show because i know dean's done two of them uh both or judged in both of them <clears throat> kind of what yeah, yeah. did they say ahead of time like when you were in the locker room or, or did they tell you like how they were going to judge did anybody ever say anything to you guys yeah yeah they they 
I believe after the lanes, I had a little bit of talk about it, but you know, with it, yeah, with it being a new sport, I think everybody kind of, and that's the thing about the first event, you know, you learn a lot of stuff and you kind of go from there and see, you know, doing it from that first time with the judging like that and that round format, you kind of get an idea of, you know, what we got to do and this and that, but, uh, yeah, but, uh, no, they, they definitely got a good setup. You know, I like how it is for sure. Uh, those two rounds and stuff, uh, but yeah, in that first fight, I, you know, I was, I, and at that point, I was like, "Fuck, I wish it was a three-round fight," but or a three-round fight. But uh, no, it's a good setup. <clears throat> yeah, like I know. Um, yeah, and I think you're right. I think, especially in the first one, I think basically, I think it was just whoever was busier. I think was rewarded, right? Like you said, regardless. Right, of, right. Like if it was a real, I mean, if it was like even if it was like a top of the helmet shot, or a, you know. I think they were right, right. as long as I think it was as long as the the appearance of being busy I think was going to get you with would favor give you the favorite in the in the judge's eyes I think for sure for sure and that's one thing coming from the bare knuckle background you know I learned to really you know try to read fighters and those counter shots and you know because that's what's important you know because with the bare knuckles you know you you have a few shots that are on point. You pick your shots properly and, you know, and bare knuckle a jab can end things pretty quickly, you know, so. Well, yeah, that's exactly right. Like, yeah, with the bare knuckles, yeah, you're certainly not just, you know, throwing it around, uh, you know, aimlessly. For sure. I mean, yeah, you definitely, cause you know, you don't want to hit the top of the head or anything. Right. So, yeah. So for sure. Yeah. I could. So unfortunately you, you lost the decision to justice. Um, and then, when you leave, like I know, I'm, I'm sure you watched the fight a lot of times and went through it in your head and everything. Um, when you when you were signed up for the second one, um, what, in, in terms of your game plan, what did you uh, what did you decide to switch up going into the second one? Uh, the second one, you know, the same approach as in you know feeling feeling his vibe out, you know what what his uh, you know strategy is as right at the beginning of the fight. But the main thing to keep in mind was to set myself up in a good position and to be exchanging, you know, at the same rate or every time. If he exchanged, you know, if he were to get one up, I'd want to get one back quick. If he were to get three off in a row, you know, throwing exchanging, I would want to be able to deliver, you know, three back, you know, stuff like that just in case, you know, there's no knockout or anything like that to be, you know, keeping up on the point. Yeah. Well, and in the in the second one, um, you fought Dallas Otto, who was actually the referee in the first one. Um, and, of course, Dallas played yeah. – he played junior out in BC and then played uh, in, in Alberta and then played senior out in Alberta. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, unfortunately, you guys – I think it was about, what, 30, 45 seconds, and then, uh, and then you got – unfortunately, you got hurt your shoulder when you went down. Um yeah. In terms of how that fight was going, I know it was. I know it really didn't go for very long. It'd be a blink of an eye, and then it was kind of you were injured. But um, there seemed to be a little little tension in that fight. Um, you guys, it seemed like you guys were having some issues in that fight. Was that? Uh, am I reading that wrong, or am I correct there? No, I mean, yeah, no, two two big competitive lads, you know, and uh, no, you know, I thought. Uh, was a good lad there, you know, good tough boy stepping up and getting in there and everything. And uh the only thing, you know, I definitely definitely wanna wanna go him for sure, you know. I definitely I definitely deserves a lick and he fucking uh you know, I stay out there with my shoulder mangled, you know, a couple minutes, you know, after the the match was called and uh skate over, say cheers and everything. You know, being respectful, and then a couple of days later, you know, lad wants to be a little cheeky on the internet. You know, needs the licking for that. But uh, I told AJ, you know, I'd I'd like to go home. You know, one way or another, absolutely, uh, definitely feel like there's a bit of uh, unfinished business for sure. Well, and I, it was funny because I was telling you this before, but I was saying, but we were well because unfortunately you got hurt and had to go to the hospital after the event. Um, I was yeah, the, I was in the event after at the in the casino bar with all the guys. And, uh, of course, old, uh, old James Donnie Brooks there was, uh, he competed against, uh, Corey Allen that night, you know, another fellow American yeah. there from, uh, from Chicago. Well, he was really pushing AJ for you and him to fight the all American matchup to be, who's going to be the first American to win at ice wars. So I don't know. You might, Dallas might have to go on hold here. You might have to fight James Brooks, I think. For the battle of the U.S. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm. Hey, man, I'm, I'm down to go anybody. And that he's, he's a great, he's a great fellow. You know, we yep. talked well. Uh, good Chicago boy. Um, 
But no, yeah, him and his uh, girl were there. They seemed like real good people. But no, yeah, whatever's in the cards, if uh, AJ wants to make that happen, whatever, whatever's in the cards, I'm I'm game for whatever. Whatever the boss man's got in mind, I'm 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 down for. How going into the first and the second one? Now that you're, you know, now that they're done and you're sitting here, what were the? Uh, did you notice any of the differences in the second one? Was there any difference? Uh, I don't. Now that I'm saying, I don't know how to. I guess as a fighter, I don't know how they would be different. Now that I'm saying, I'm asking you. But you know what I mean? Was there anything? Had anything changed at all? Like I know, like we were saying with the first one, going into the second one, obviously there's going to be some hiccups and some speed bumps, and you learn from the, from your mistakes. Um, did you notice anything different? Did it seem to run smoother the second one? Yeah, yeah. The production was was a one, and yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, and and the the first of that, everything was ran great too. But definitely, everything seemed super tight. You know, tightly ran. Everything was uh, the production. Everything was great in that second event there again. Um, and uh, yeah, with with everything else, man, with having the ice ready, you know, ready for us to get on. You know, the night, the you know, a couple nights before. You know, all that was available again, test the ice out. No, it was, uh, yeah, it was a great setup. They, uh, and yeah, you, you obviously, you know, personally learned, you know, just from going through the first event, you know, it's the exact same venue, you know, you, you know, you know exactly what you're walking into, you know? Yeah. Like I was going to say, that would be the thing too. I know from just talking to the different guys that were in the event and stuff. Um, did you find it just, just getting ready for the second one a lot, like nerves wise and maybe, and everything, was it a lot easier the second time around? I would assume it would be. Yeah. And with nerves and stuff, I mean, you know, I'm a, uh, I'm a fighting man, you know, I, I, I enjoy it. The whole, the whole lead up to it, you know, the, and obviously the best part is, is getting out there and fighting. So the nerves, and I know, you know, a lot of guys say, oh, you're lying if you say you're not nervous. I, I guess, but in my opinion, you know, just excited. You know, I, I really enjoy doing it. And, uh, yeah, I just when, when when the countdown starts, I just can't wait to get out there, you know, put on the show. Yeah, it's kind of like that nervous energy, right? Yeah. like uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, as far as just, uh, I know there's been, like, especially on the Internet, a lot of people have been talking about it. And, and I know talking to the guys, and like you just said with the synthetic, the stuff that they actually had at the event was a lot better than, like all the guys I talked to, all, they say the stuff at the event was a lot better than what they were training on. But at the end of the day, it's still not ice. Um, do you think your approach would be, like, do you think it would be easier on ice rather than synthetic? You know, I, and see, uh, comfortability just naturally, you know, grow, you know, growing up, you know, skating on ice, you know, playing hockey on ice and, not, you know, when I was playing net and stuff in junior, a couple of the facilities, we had some synthetic ice, but as far as, you know, competing, you know, on the synthetic ice, it's definitely different. But once you get the hang of it, you know, like I, I, I enjoy it. I like that ice they got there. That synthetic ice they got there is real good in the ice box there. But I definitely would, you know, you know, excited to see, you know, at some point when the stage is bigger, you know, fill an arena and get some, you know, on some real ice. That would be real exciting for sure. Definitely. Yeah, it it just be it'd be interesting. Like, do you think it would change your approach at all? Uh, with some things, just on edge working, you know, and 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 weight transfer and stuff like that. But uh, I, I, in training, obviously, I would do all my training on ice. I would, you know, get it figured out at the rink and stuff, and and be able to have real ice to do the the camp on instead of the synthetic ice for sure. Um, but. Yeah, besides that, no. But, I mean, just a natural feel of being on the ice, you know, comfortability, that would definitely be a plus, you know. But, like I said, you know, you train and you have your camp on the synthetic ice, you know, you'll be all set to to compete on that as well. For anybody listening that that might be go that want to go into Ice Wars three or want to sign up or anything, any any would-be Ice Warriors out there, what would be your, uh, what would Keegan McGraw's, uh, what would your what your advice be to a to a newcomer? What should they expect, and what should they work on if you're going to go into this? I mean, definitely have your gas tank ready. You know, uh, for sure, be conditioned, uh, and uh, you know, work on your technique. Really get and, and you gotta you gotta get down on it. You gotta you gotta have a proper camp. You know, you really gotta buckle down. You know, that last month before and. Uh, 
get a good team, man. It's all all about the team you got behind you too. I know it's you out there fighting, but the guys helping you work and stuff, you know, that's essential. Um, well, speaking of that, you know, I got a yeah, yeah. Uh, we were talking about earlier. Yeah, uh, Trevor Gillies there got a a new uh, new lad coaching on the team Paddywhack there. There we go. Well, and he reached out to you, right? Yeah, so I posted. Uh, I, well, I had some some highlights or something on Instagram, and I'd followed him a while back, and he followed me back, which was pretty cool. I was sitting there on the couch with my girl, and I was like, "Fucking Trevor Gillies is getting me to follow back," but. uh yeah, he saw some highlights and messaged me and was like, man, I love it. Like, uh, love the style, you know, with you being a lefty, like there's a lot of things you can, you know, I could show you, man. I can, you know, show you how to not get touched and just set yourself up in a position to destroy dudes. Like, and I was fucking, you know, I was just jaw dropping. I was like, buddy, like I please, you know, I'd fucking, I've been searching for, you know, an NHL legendary, you know, tough guy like yourself, not, and lucky enough, you know, he's a fucking, you know, unreal left the guy's a unreal southpaw and you know that's obviously me being a southpaw and his style the whole the whole nine like i'm just i'm super geeked up about it and yeah i'm gonna uh gonna have my training camp uh down in augusta uh, georgia where he's at bringing some better guys down there have a good camp and then uh yeah hopefully you'll see him in my uh in my corner with all that there at uh, the next event next ice wars yeah that's that's awesome well and i think and i and and I think that would be even more beneficial, especially when it's an ex hockey player, right? And it's like, oh yeah, and and, and, ball, and it's like hockey exactly. fighting, right? And you're on skates, so his, his you know, it's much more. Yeah, and that's what it is too, right? Because it's 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 it, it, it at the end of it, it, it is a hockey fight, even with the rounds and stuff. And you know, with it just starting, everybody kind of looking at a different approach. And and it is it, it, it's not hockey, but it is it is a hockey fight, so. To be able to have somebody on your team, like, you know, the boxing, the grappling, all that's essential, all, all the extra stuff, obviously, that comes with it, for sure. You got to do all that stuff. But when it comes down to, you know, training camp and stuff, you got to have, you know, an experienced hockey enforcer there, a part of your camp, you know, because at the end of it, it, it is a hockey fight, you know. Well, yeah, and you're, like, synthetic or not, you're on skates. So that, I mean, like you said, exactly. right, that's one thing when it's a boxing guy. Yeah, he could show you how to punch and how to transfer. Well, that's different when you're on skates. And if he never played exactly. hockey before, exactly. he doesn't know. He can he can maybe have an idea, and yep. guess, and you know he, the upper body part he can do. But I mean, he's like you said, he's yep. not used to discussing edge work or where to set up or because I know when talking when I had Cole Johnson on the on the show and uh, and I I can't I talked to somebody maybe it was Amesbury maybe anyway I talked to somebody okay. else and they were saying one of the problems that they were having or that they had to kind of adjust to. And I think I was saying this to you the last time we talked, but. Like when they would get in close in the clinch, when you tried to separate and back up on the synthetic, it was hard. So it's like, whereas he was saying, like, like say if you're in, you're talking to a boxing guy, they'd be like, well, you know, whatever, punch out of it or do whatever. And it's like they don't understand that you can't really glide back because you're not you're on skates and you know what I mean. Whereas like if you exactly. say that to Gillies, yeah. Gillies would know what you're talking about, right? Because he he just done yep, it. Yep, yep. So I think that's where. Just a little thing like that. I think his, his I, what's the? I guess his skills would be a lot more transferable over than just a normal boxing coach. I think. Anyway, this is my yeah, opinion. Ab- ab- absolutely no. That, that's that's a hundred percent for sure. Yeah, because like you said, it's rounds and all that. But at the end of the day, it's a hockey fight. You can call it whatever you want, exactly. but that's what it is. You know, you're on skates. And exactly. It's, it's a hockey fight. So, and I mean, and Trevor Gillis yeah. is one of the best to do it. So I can't think of anybody. Uh, that would be much more, uh, you know, have much more of an expert yeah. opinion than Trevor Gillies. So, and like you said, and he's left-handed exactly. too, right? So that's even better. Yeah, literally, it's 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 yeah, it's perfect. I'm uh, I'm really looking forward to it because uh, I believe you know with my fight IQ and his, you know, uh, all his experience and what he's going to be able to teach me, I really feel like uh, my on-ice fighting he's going to bring you know to its highest potential. You know, he's really going to help me shine. I'm really looking. Learning and and absorbing everything off him. Well, yeah, and he's like one of those guys too. It's like, and that's like anything, right? Some guys, like I've had them on the show or whatever. You talk to them, and and they're, you know, yeah, they'd fight, and it's like, oh, well, what are your techniques? It's like, ah, oh, fuck, dude, I don't know. See his face, punch it. You know, they didn't really think of it, right? They're just, right. they, they, they was just, they were tough and they were fighting. Whereas other guys really right. got into it and broke it down, like a Dean Mayrad or whatever. Like when I had him on, 
oh, it was like the yeah. science of fighting when he was talking. He talked for like 20 minutes about it. Right. right? But Gillies is the same right. way, right? Like he would look in depth and was a video guy and would study and, and, and that, yeah. And like yeah. angles and where to duck and, you know, and all that stuff, right? So I think, uh. Yeah, and I, I'm, I'm all about that strategic stuff too. So yeah, yeah. I really like that. That's what I mean. Yeah, it's a, it's a perfect match. I'm really, really looking forward to it. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's, yeah. And like, well, and, and I mean, if you, and as, as you know, as you've seen Gillies lately, I mean, I think that that guy could go put on skates and be the toughest guy in the NHL right now at like 45 years old. Oh, yeah. Like the oh, guy still absolutely. looks like he's 23, yeah. you know, like the guy's found the fountain of youth. For sure, yeah. <laughs> you know? Fuck, yeah. If he, yeah, if he were to compete in ice horse, fuck, I, he'd take some heads off in that. The guy's an animal. He could, he could for sure. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, he could definitely still compete for sure. Yeah, Father Time hasn't sure. hasn't found Trevor Gillies yet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, right. Well, another thing, like you said, Gillies reaching out to you and uh, and everything else. But there's, uh, you know, there's uh, with the Ice Wars guys that said, "Holy shit!" It's like it sparked this thing in hockey again where people want toughness. And I mean, all these. Ice four guys are getting signed. I mean, you got Amesbury and Smoke and Check and Johnson all going to Danbury, and I know Malcolm Humert's about getting ready to sign here, and Justin Schmidt's back, and every and Swanson's back in the LNAH, and everybody's getting signed. Well, there's been a team talking to you too, correct? Yeah, so I've been in contact with the. Uh... The new uh, new club, the new Motor City team there, uh, Motor City Rockers. Um, I, uh, yeah, I've been talking with Nick Field there, the GM. I went down uh, a couple weeks back, uh, checked out the facility, the Big Boy Arena. Hadn't been down there in quite a few years. Uh, it's looking great. A lot of a lot of new additions. It's looking real nice down there. Uh, met uh, met Nick. Met a few of the boys. They got a, a good coach in Gordy Brown there. Um, yeah. Uh, so they're yeah talk talked uh, talked with Nick there He's looking for you know hometown tough guy get some bums and seats you know drop the gloves as many times you know in the night with uh, the opposing uh, you know hard man there on the other squad and uh, put on a show for the for the fans get some get some butts and seats and uh, yeah really really put on a show but uh, hopefully you know the uh, I'm hoping to get cleared you know they they got their home opener there against Port here on. Um, on uh, I believe October thirteenth, pucked her up at seven thirty. Um, but yeah, I'm just looking to you know get cleared by the doctor, get out there skating with them, and uh, go from there. But uh, yeah, really excited, really looking forward to that. Yeah, and the the goalie equipment's getting is getting left at home. You're playing out, right? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yep, yep, yeah. Only uh, only on ice uh, pugilist duties. But uh, no, you know, and I'm looking forward to because I've been skating out for a while. You know, growing up, you know, I've always played. You know, always been playing out still. You know, so it's it's no big deal. But I, you know, I'm looking forward to you know playing some hockey too. Because uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm looking forward to being on the ice. But uh, you know, I definitely will know what my job is out there, and we'll uh, definitely be looking to put on a show. You know, a lot of a lot of good scraps. Well, absolutely. And uh, like I was saying a couple episodes ago with all you guys signing, I said, like, I mean, I stopped watching hockey over a decade ago. I said, well, this might be the year I'm back watching it. I can tell you, well, well not if I will oh, yeah. be watching it. I, well, forget, uh, fuck the NHL. I'm not going to watch that shit. But I'm going to be fully yeah. invested in the uh, in the Federal League. I can tell you that. That and the East Coast League. Got oh, a couple yeah. kids coming. And uh, got to watch Swanee and, and old... Uh, Jeff LaFrance there, another Ice Wars guy who was causing trouble in the first preseason game in the LNH last night. Yeah, I think I'm going to have, uh, th- there's going to be a few leagues to be watching this year. I'm excited for it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely exciting. Yeah, it's, it's good to see, too, because, uh, you know, especially, you know, at that level, you know, it's got to, the game's got to be spicy, man. You got to, you got to have the fireworks, you know. Well, that's the thing, right? Like we were talking before, that's the one thing with the Federal League. I, I think when when people are coming to a Federal League game, uh, you know, they're not really too interested in watching pond hockey. I mean, there's got to be some, uh, yeah, you. you know, there's got to be a few tilts. And I think as long as there's, you know, cheap yeah, beer, a few yeah. tilts, and the whole you gotta, team you gotta have your, char- your character guy has got to be, got to be big at that level for sure. They got to, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely got to have a good face there, definitely, for sure. Yeah. Put on a good show. Absolutely. 
Yeah, no, exactly. And I think, uh, and I think they're doing, they're doing a smart thing here with, but not, although I, like Danbury, I'm like, holy shit, they're, they're getting ready for World War III the way they're loading up. So, uh, yeah, you might, yeah, uh, oh yeah. I'll tell you, if you sign with Motor City, when you roll into Danbury, you're going to be a busy dude that night. You and Justice, there might have to be yeah, a rematch. No, no, sh- no shit. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. And Justice is, uh, yeah, shout out to Smoke. He is the, He's a great lad. I'm glad I was able to have, you know, my first high source scrap against him. He's a, he's a good, tough kid. Uh, as my, as my uncle who's in Nam would say, you know, he's a lad you want, you want your foxhole, you know, you want him in the trenches with you. He's a good, good, tough, loyal kid. Yeah. No. But yeah, definitely. Once I, you know, I definitely, we, we definitely will be, and we'll be, you know, smiling and chatting about it, you know, having, having a beer after the game, but, uh, we'll definitely be getting after it for sure. hundred percent. Oh yeah, once the jerseys come on, it's game face, right? So, yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, so no, Just is a good, yeah, good dude. I had him on the show a couple times. Got to talk to him a little bit there in Edmonton. Yeah, for sure. I think, and it's been really great to see what, what, uh, the opportunities Ice War has given all you guys. And it's been really fun to. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty wild. Yeah, with, yeah, with Cowboy being back in the Quebec yeah. League and, yeah, all, all the boys venturing off to different squads. Yeah, it's, it's exciting. Like I said, it's good to see, you know, some spice being thrown on the game for sure. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, just with the Ice Wars and I think with the, like you said, with the momentum it's got going. Um, like I said, selfishly, I'd like to have it back in Edmonton again so I could go to it, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's time for it to move somewhere else and, and let a different group of people see it live. But uh, I think it's heading in the right direction. It's going to be a lot of fun to see what uh, what the future brings. And uh, and looking forward to seeing you back there healed up in Ice Wars 3 and on the ice in the Federal League. And, um, yeah, Matt, I want to uh, I want to thank you for taking the time to come on the show today and uh, and tell tell the folks your story. Yeah, absolutely, buddy. I I appreciate it uh, for sure. And like I said, it's a pleasure to to be on the show, man. You've had many legends on the show. I mean, for this this show is how I uh, how I actually heard about uh, Ice Wars too. Because before that, you know, I have no no social media or anything. I didn't make anything up until the. Uh, until before, right before my first fight, I was talking with AJ. He was like, yeah, you might, you should probably, you know, pull up some social media. It's probably good to start building it now anyway. I hadn't been on it in fucking years and I, you know, got it fired up. But before that, I didn't have anything. So I didn't see anything online. So yeah, if it weren't for this show, I wouldn't uh, initially, uh, heard about Ice Wars, you know, and, um, and, uh, got a hold of AJ there. Yeah, you're, yeah, see, like we said, hey, AJ, I want to, I want a finder's fee. I got, uh, I got paddy whack. Yeah. <laughs> <There you> go. <laughs> no, that's cool, man. And like I said, uh, well, I was telling you before we got going, it's been, it's been fun having all you guys on the show and, and, uh, you know, giving you the platform to, you know, share your story with the people. And, uh, like I said, with this show, they're not tuning in to hear me. They're here to hear, they're here for you. So it's like, I wanted, uh, I like giving you guys the platform and to, and to share your story. And cause like you said, everyone's, everyone's got stories, right? So, uh, no, it's been great having for you. Sure. And, yeah. and I know, I know we all, we all appreciate it. Yeah. All the ice wars lads definitely appreciate you. You know, everything you've been doing for it, all the promoting and all that. And, and having us on your show, like I said, you got quite a, you know, quite a backlog. Uh, so it's, you know, definitely an honor to be on, you know, on the same show that all these legends have been on and stuff for sure. Well, I appreciate that. No. And like I said, it's, uh, it's just been fun having you guys and getting to meet you guys. Unfortunately with your injury at the last one, I didn't get the chance to meet you, but, uh, it, uh, yeah, person, in the hospital all fucking yeah, there. yeah, could think of a few better things right. I'd rather do in Edmonton than hang out at the, at the hospital, but, uh, right, but, right, uh, right. hopefully you're back a hundred percent here for the third one. But, uh, but before we go, oh yeah, definitely. Well, I was gonna say before we go, um, I obviously uh, it takes a lot of, like you said, you need a good camp and everything else. It takes you it takes a lot of people to get to Ice Wars and support you in Ice Wars. That being your some of your sponsors. Who uh, do you want to give anybody a shout out right now for your sponsors? Yes, yeah, thank you, I appreciate that. Yeah, big shout out to the sponsors. Uh, Smith Brothers Combat Sports, uh, my bare knuckle gym down in Tampa there. Um, Dynamic Well Solutions, my good buddy uh, Tim Hooker there over at Dynamic Well Solutions. And uh, Charlie Markowitz at Vision Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu out of Farmington Hills, Michigan. And then uh, my top sponsor, uh, Wheel TV and Wheel Transport. Uh, my buddy John Stonehouse out of Wheel there. He's really, really helped me a lot. And uh, everybody involved with it. Thank you so much for all the, you know, 
everything you do for me you know definitely i really appreciate it but uh yeah yeah those are the sponsors but yeah no i appreciate you having me on man thanks again no absolutely anytime and like i said we'll uh you know after you get healed up and you're back out there playing and and uh maybe head after ice wars three we'll have to we'll have to get you back yeah, on hopefully and you can give us the some, stories and the yeah, have some some more ice horse chatter, and hopefully some uh, some some good talk about some scraps in the Fed. Oh, absolutely! Oh, hey, by the way, uh, when 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 are you getting that when that paddy whack merch comes in? I, I got to grab oh, yeah, those shirts yeah, yeah. from you, man. I, I got a I got a big yes. Yeah, speaking of uh, my buddy uh, Stonehouse out of Wheel, there he's uh, yeah he he's helped me set up the clothing line stuff. We got a huge shipment coming in. Yeah, definitely, you will be. One of the first on the mail list to get one sent to you over there. There we sure. go. Yeah, Team Paddywhack. I mean, don't tell Justice, though. There you go. I got my Haymaker shirt. Don't, don't tell him. <laughs> oh, we got, we, we got, <laughs> he's got one of mine. He's got, well, as you know, we cornered each other to me and he and Smoke are real tight. So, no, yeah, we, we rep each other. I was wearing, I was wearing his, uh, his Haymaker shirt the other day out. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There we go. No, like I said, who would have thought, eh? A year ago. Now all of a sudden we're selling merchandise yeah. and uh, and we're we're going down yeah, to train with Trevor Trevor Gillies. How crazy is that? Yeah, wild stuff, wild stuff, man. Yeah, it's a, it's amazing what a year can do. But uh, anyway, Keith, yep. I, I want to thank you very much again for coming on and uh, and, uh, and and taking the time to share your story today. For sure, buddy. Yeah, thanks again for having me on. Yeah, it was great talking with you. And you people that don't like fighting, how many of you did you walk out and get a coffee while that was on?